Hey folks, welcome to another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast. Jack Clifton is my name. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for another week here on the Shire Salvos podcast where we'll keep you updated on things that are happening in the life of our church and also play you the sermon uh, from Sunday service, from yesterday's service on the 9th of October. Uh, Joel Campbell bringing us the word. Looking forward to bringing that to you a little bit later on in the podcast. But let's uh, jump into all your latest news and alerts of things happening around our church. We spoke about a lot of these things last week, but certainly good for us to have a refresher of different things happening around the life of our church. A reminder that um, the uh, Ignite series, our Sunday church services, um, are going to be um, really kicking the gear coming up this Sunday. So the 16th of October at 9.30, we're going to have a guest speaker, Mark McCrindle, uh, bring us the word um, light in the darkness. So make sure that you've got that down in your diary or in your phone uh, for this forthcoming Sunday, the 16th of October with a 9.30 a.m. start. Elsewhere, Boomers and Beyond are having their latest um, event. That's happening on the 17th of October, so a week from today, uh, Monday the 17th of October at 10 a.m. They're meeting down at Audley Weir Cafe, um, and it does cost $12 per car. Um, if you require transport, you can con- contact Robin Reeves, um, or you can contact the church office uh, as well. So that's happening on Monday the 17th of October at 10 a.m. Uh, they spoke about this in church uh, a little bit yesterday, uh, but we are having covenant classes, so it's uh, the vision of uh, the Shire Salvos Church, that every member of the church would make a declaration of faith as a disciple of Jesus. So they're offering covenant classes throughout November. Uh, so these classes are an opportunity to explore discipleship, adherency, and soldiership. Um, and uh, that's, of course, if this is a next step in your faith that you're, you're looking to do. It will run over four weeks and they'll be held on Sundays after our church service has concluded, although finishing before 1.30. So it starts on November the 6th uh, with the Salvation, the Salvation Army, Who Are We?, then continues on to November 13, the beliefs of our church, November 20, discipleship, how and why, and finishes on November 27, mission and covenant, purpose and uh, promise. So if you want uh, more information about that, you're interested in coming along, uh, please do contact Joel Campbell before Sunday, the 30th of October, if you're interested, and uh, he'll be able to set you up with all the different information uh, you'll need to know in regards to that. As well as that, we're also running a course for our junior soldiers. So also in November, uh, there's going to be an opportunity for any kids that are aged around 8 to 12 to do a small group discipleship course on what it means to be a church member in the Salvation Army. That'll run on two Sundays in November straight after church and uh, chat to Bet Kundasami if you want to register your interest or again find out a bit more information about that. Uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, we've got the Equip Kids Camp happening both at our Lake Macquarie venue and also Shoalhaven, 28th to the 30th of October for the Lake Macquarie venue, and then the following weekend, the 4th to the 6th of November at Shoalhaven. It does cost $130 for children, um, and if you're interested in finding out more information about that, um, you can contact Bet Kundasami. $100 for leaders as well. I know they're always really keen uh, to have leaders there. Uh, is for age 7 to grade 6, so if that is your kids or yeah, you're interested in perhaps uh, finding it a bit more more information about that, I would encourage you to contact um, Beck Kundasami. The Young Adult Retreat, uh, retreat is uh, already booked up or booking up uh, next year. It's happening on the 17th to 19th of February 2023. Mark and Lauren Soper are going to be speaking and it's going to be held at the Pitwater Eco uh, YHA over there in the Northern Beaches. Uh, the early bird prices close on November 28th, so um, make sure you register again. Contact the church office or if you got the church email, uh, you can uh, click directly on one of the links there. So uh, that is uh, important information to note. That wraps up all of the news we have for you this week on the Shire Salvos podcast. So up next, Joel Campbell brings us the word from his church sermon yesterday here on the Shire Salvos podcast.
Well, good morning. So we're doing, yeah, welcome back to me. Yeah, 10 days off, not bad. <laughs> um, we're looking at Matthew, Matthew 11 today, and this is what it says. So uh, read along, listen along. So this is the message version. There's, um, sorry about my voice, by the way. Finn's uh, first birthday party yesterday, so probably went a little too hard, but we're okay. So if the, <laughs> the voice uh, distracts you, hopefully it won't, but we'll be right. So it says this, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned? Burned out by religion? It says, come to me. This is Jesus talking. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay any, anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will lead, learn to live freely and lightly. Amen. Let's pray. God, I just um, want to thank you for sending Jesus. And today we look at this passage that um, Jesus speaks and I just pray that um, it will be encouragement. It might be a challenge for some of us, but uh, maybe as, we, as I just read it then, it spoke to people. But I pray that as I speak as well today, that, um, yeah, that something might stand out for people today and that their life will be, be impacted by that. Amen. So how are you doing? How are you really doing? Often um, in life, you walk past people sometimes and you say, good, thanks, but they didn't even ask you how you're doing. You just say, good, thanks. So that's the first step I find myself caught up in sometimes. But how are you doing? I know there's Are You OK Day and other days that are out there that are really coming to people and saying, how are you actually going in your life? And that's what I want you to think about today. What's consuming your thoughts? See, for me, I'm somebody, as soon as my head hits the pillow at night, I'm replaying the whole day, or I'm thinking about what's tomorrow or what's to come. And I don't know if you get into that same situation as well. What is consuming your thoughts? Is it about the future? Money at the moment with everything that's going on? Is it about pleasure, your family, your work, school? Is it about church? What are the things that you're worrying about that you're constantly consuming your, your thoughts? And so the very first line of Matthew 11, um, 28 to 30, it talks about, are you tired? Are you worn out? And even says, well, are you burnt out by religion? Being one of these things that can be the things that make us weary or burden. And see, we live in this day where we are always on. We're getting torn in so many different directions. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to balance. It's this juggling act, and it's tough. There are so many things in our life that are pulling us in different um, ways and making life t tough and making us feel tired, making us feel burdened, making us feel worn down. And new parent, Finn being one, Life has been pretty hectic, and I've, I've felt that tension of trying to get balance, me trying to be the best dad, be the best husband in the new job, be the best pastor, be the best mates, and the list goes on and on. And often, you find yourself that you're failing or you feel like a failure. Other people might not see that, but you yourself feel like you're failing because you can't keep it up. Something often falls. And see, when we thinking about are you tired or worn out, you don't have to be at breaking point either. Often you can find yourself just randomly in a moment in your day or in the week 
where you find yourself so stressed. Your to-do list, you're, you're going through it and you are just getting totally overwhelmed about what you need to do. And it's a, it's a hard place to be in. Life is tough. So how do you find rest? How do you find real rest? I feel that Jesus, he is saying there is a better way. He's a better example of how we should do life. So Matthew 11, what do we learn? Jesus, he is the example of what real rest should be. And his first line here after he's saying, are you, ti- uh, are you tired? Are you worn out? He says, come to me. And so I wonder in your life, when you are at your max, whether it's in the day or you've been in that consistently for a period of time, do you actually take up the invite? Do you actually come to God with whatever's going on? He's simply providing an invitation. Do you take him up on the offer? That's the first question. He's saying, come to me. Because when he says, come to me, the next line, it says, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. That's why he's inviting you into the space of doing life with him. And so it's the question, well, what in your life do you need to bring to God? Those thoughts, those consuming thoughts that are going on in your life right now, what do you need to bring to him? And the thing is, he knows what's going on for you. He just wants you to come and speak it out. And the thing is, he's saying, it's not your job to hold the weight. He wants to do this with you. And the next line, it then talks about, well, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay any, anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. And as I was reading and researching this week, a man by the name of Steve Brown, he had this quote. He said, Jesus is his example is one of the best. And he's talking about the fact that we're doing life together. When you walk with somebody, when you work with them, you're doing it together. It's a partnership. And he's saying he wants to carry it for you. And Steve Brown, he says this, the unforced rhythms of grace, or you call it the kingdom rhythms, are rhythms where Jesus is fully present with God and his mission and others, but a rhythm of taking time to rest and be restored. A rhythm where he's fully present with God and his mission and others, but a rhythm of taking time to rest and be restored. These unforced rhythms of grace, the kingdom rhythms. So how do you find real rest? Is what we're trying to figure out here. So as an old school PDHP teacher, not too old school, it was only two years ago, but we also always talked about uh, the the dimensions of health. Brayden, PDHP, do you do that? No, he's just not, not disappointed. Just, no, it's okay. <laughs> so um, PDHP, we talked about the dimensions of health. How do you live your best life in health? And they talk about the five different aspects. They talk about the physical, the social, the emotional, mental, and spiritual. And trying to get a rhythm in those aspects will mean that your health will be at its best. And I believe that Jesus, in those five aspects, he's displaying how he has great rhythm in his life in all of these aspects to get real rest. Often you think about rest is sitting down and having a sleep or doing nothing at all. But I feel getting real rest is having rhythms in your life. And like Steve Brown said, where you can be fully present with God, fully present with others, but also a rhythm of taking that downtime as well. So we'll start with the physical rhythms. And what ha- happens if you look throughout the Gospels, Jesus always takes time out to rest. 
You find him asleep on the boat. There's times when he tells his disciples that we need to stop and eat. He's constantly looking for time of downtime where he can physically replenish himself. And so the question of you when we're looking at kingdom rhythms, and again, it's about rhythms that are based on God and based on others, are looking at, well, what are the activities in your life that replenish you? What actually gives you life? In lockdown, so many of us were exercising more and doing all these great things. What were you sitting in lockdown thinking, this would be great? You're back in reality and you've dropped those things. What are the physical things, physical rhythms that you can put in your life that will actually replenish you? And when I think of physical rhythms, Matt Cocking comes to mind. And purely not because he's a freak at exercise and, and just fitness in general. Where is he? There he is. But he is physical rhythms. One of the best things that Matt is doing at the moment, Friday mornings with his main man Josh next to him, he runs at Barton Ridge. And Hilly's been there, Soper's been there, Jake has been there, a few other guys in church and beyond have been there. And I think this is one of the most powerful uh, rhythms for Matt at the moment. Because what he does, he loves exercise, but he's inviting his mates along to that. And at the end, they're talking about life and not just oh, how you're going, it's how you're really going and then praying with each other. This physical rhythm, it's about God, it's about others. And all, although it's exercise, he's being restored by that. It's a perfect physical rhythm. And probably out of all the exercise you do, Matt, Friday mornings potentially is probably up there, giving you the most restoration. So what rhythms, what physical rhythms in your life can you put in place that replenish you? So then we get to the social rhythms. And Jesus, he always did life with people. He did it in big crowds, down to his 12 disciples, and he had his inner circle of three. And so the question is, in your, in your social rhythms, who fills your cup up? Who do you like being with? Who builds you up in a godly way? Who's making you a better person? It could be your wife, your husband. Could be your best mate, work colleague, who is bringing you life? Who is in your community? And I love that this place can be that for so many of us as well. And when I think about these social rhythms, Tristan and Elise come to mind. Newly married couple, and most recently I've seen on Instagram, maybe I'll get an invite soon, your soup place. You, so they love soup, by the way. Where is it? Mascot, there you go. Bit of plug for the soup place. But um, newly, newly married couple, you have, I don't, I'm sure this is intentionally, that you have thought about this rhythm in your life socially that you want to invest in others and you've made this choice that you can invite different people to your house. You've made sure your house is open. This game's night is at your house. Oh, mum is down, whatever. Use that, still yours. But you intentionally are putting these social rhythms in place that are about God, intentionally building into other people, and that is bringing restoration in your life and others. So I just want to honour you in that respect too. And you think, oh, it's just hanging out with people, but it's more than that. It's iron sharpens iron. The more you hang out with other people, have godly conversations, your life will be impacted by that. So what social rhythms can you put in your life? Who is building you up? And often with discipleship, it's, well, who is investing in you? And then who are you investing in? That's what it's about. Then we get to the emotional rhythms. And if you look in um, the other translations, NIV, NLT, all the others, they talk about that Jesus, he says, because I am gentle and humble in heart. He's showing his character in these other translations. 
And in, in our emotional rhythms, it's how we start to react. And I feel that your emotional rhythms, it is a catalyst because of the other rhythms you've put in place. The more you become like God, the more your character starts to shift. Your emotions start to shift. How you react to certain situations will shift. And you might not see this overnight. These equipped guys have just had this amazing experience. But hopefully three months down the line and they look back to the camp, something drastic has changed. How they used to want to punch a person in the face potentially, they actually turn the other cheek. Their character and their emotions shift. And Josh Kingston, I think of you, mate, that over these last year or so, due to rhythms you've put in your life, your life has shifted. How you react to certain, certain situations. You now find yourself in situations where you are now the mentor. You once were the mentor, E, now you're the mentor. And I just want to honor you, mate, that you have just doing a great thing and you've got arms open wide to God saying, God, use me how you want. Your influence on Friday nights for 180 Youth, we think you have a quip, although you're there as a camper, you're there as an influential person. I think of school as well, St. George, being there as a, well, somewhat of a teacher kind of thing as well. But you have influence, and it's because of rhythms in your life, your emotional health, how you react, has probably shifted. So I want to honor you today, Josh. So how, in terms of your emotional rhythms, how do you react? How can you put good rhythms in your life to allow your character to slowly change? And then we get to mental rhythms. And for Jesus, he always took time away. He could have stayed in crowds and kept healing people, but he chose to get away, jumped on a boat sometimes. He did the things he loved with the people he loved. And one of you, the, the rhythms in life, it's, it's your hobbies. Is it music? Is it reading? What are the things you love to get away and put your mind at rest or your mind into the positive? Doing the things you love. And in this space, I look at, think of Joe Pollard. Most recently, like you have a love for learning and knowledge. And I think most recently, um, just sitting in that Bible study with you in, in Lauren's group, you have this passion to go to, le to learn, but a passion to then give that to other people in a really positive way. And I just want to thank you and honor you. And in the chaos of what life is like, you are finding time. You are pursuing time and putting rhythms in your life. You've signed up for another Bible study to make sure that you are getting the mental rest you need. That's a perfect rhythm, and I just want to honor you in that with all you do, because you're having influence on others. So what mental rhythms, what things can you do in your life? What brings you joy and allows your mind to be at rest? And it might be spending time with God. And the last is the spiritual rhythms, the backbone of all we do as Christians. And for Jesus, he always took time out to pray whether it was with other people and helping them discover what that was or it was by himself. You see that just before the Easter story that he took time away to prepare himself with what to come. So with these spiritual rhythms in your life, what do you do to spend time with God? That's the question. It might be in just church as an example, making a rhythm that every Sunday you are going to come to church and I see so many of you do it because that is going to be key for your spiritual health. I think there's so many other people that have different, you see it on the version app sometimes, how many people at a set time in the day, they're getting in the Word. Or a set time of the day, they are praying. They're putting good rhythms in their life. For me, I think of you, Eli. You live over at Epping, you travel 40 minutes. 
a lot of the time. And most recently, Lauren's Bible study, you made the intent. It wasn't all your buddies in this Bible study, but you wanted to make a rhythm in your life that you want to get to know more about who God is. So you made it out of your way. Most of us live around the corner, so it's not hard, but you, 40 minutes plus, traveling to invest in that Bible study. You do it every Friday night, do it every Sunday. And so you're making these rhythms in your life to invest your time with God and your time with others. That's the best thing you could ever do. So I just want to honour you today, Eli. You're a great influence, mate. We love having you here. So what kingdom rhythms, these rhythms of grace, unforced rhythms of grace, can you apply to your life? You just have to start with one. One of these areas, one little thing, start there. But what it is, is you have to figure out, well, what works for you? It can't be just a replication. You can't go and take whatever one of these other people have done. You've got to figure out what works for you and be specific. Be specific about that thing as well. And often we, we find ourselves so guilty about the fact that we don't have certain balance or rhythms in their life, but it's not meant to be about that. I remember growing up when somebody would check in with me and go, how are you going with reading your Bible? And I'm like, probably haven't touched it for two months, to be honest. And he goes, Joel, you're a good man. Just try again tomorrow. And that's what it's all about. It's not being bound by guilt. God is trying to lift this off you. Jesus is trying to lift this off you. He doesn't want to lay anything heavy on you, ill-fitting on you. He wants to do this together. And he doesn't want you to be burdened and worried and tired. He wants to give you freedom in what's going on in your life. So it has to be based on the season of your life. And it might shift. It might shift for each season as well. What happened last week were great for you or the, the next year may not work again. You have to figure out what works for you in the season. And see, the other thing is it might, rhythms, it's not balanced. So in life, we're always often trying to get balance, make sure this person gets the same amount of time as this person. But in rhythms, one day you might decide it's five minutes of this and the next day it's 30. But it's the rhythm that you are making sure that you are putting that in place in your life. And the invite, it's not about doing more. We're not trying to give you more to do in your life. It's just trying to get into a rhythm where you are giving the best things in your life the most amount of your time. Steve Brown, the guy I quoted before, he says this, it's allowing these rhythms, allowing you to be fully engaged yet leaving space to withdraw. That's what it's about. And he says this, what, with these rhythms, you can slow down, you can listen to God, hear what is going on in your soul, have fun, deepen your relationship with others, create memories and with rhythms like Jesus, we will live and lead out of overflow, wholeness, and joy. That's what we want. Not leading out of being tired, worn, and worn out. So what rhythms can you apply to your life? What rhythms can you put in place for you to find real rest? And why does it matter? We get to this point, if you, without you determining kingdom rhythms these unforced rhythms of grace, we can fall back into the trap of being tired and worn out consistently. And what happens is our family, or the things that matter most, they are the ones that will suffer. We often commit to too many things because you haven't figured out your rhythm in life. And what happens is your time is spent on the things that actually don't really matter, rather things that are of God 
and of others. And the last thing is we don't get the real rest that Jesus is speaking about here as well. In the last line, it simply says, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. This is what these rhythms are about. So you can live freely and lightly. And the key word is learn. It takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to continue to practice it to be able to live freely and lightly. And life is hectic. The burdens in your life, the, the troubles that come, they may not stop. They will come. Life is tough, but your response, your rhythms are the things that allow you to shift. And so this week, what is one kingdom rhythm, one unforced rhythm of grace that you can put in your life that will allow you starting, start to get to this point where you can live lightly and freely? And I encourage you, share this with somebody else. Community is powerful. So after church, you can tell somebody, I'm thinking about this is the rhythm I want to start this week. Or maybe text them or phone them this week. But doing it together, making somebody else, um, make, making you accountable is huge. How you find real rest is learning through the unforced rhythms of grace, these kingdom rhythms. So Hannah, she's going to... Um, play a song called Get Away. And the lyrics are this. It's the, the lyrics of um, the message version of Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Are you burnt out on religious things? Are you worn out, lacking inner peace? Take a real rest, walk along with me in the pastures of my presence. You can be yourself and you can be free. Powerful. And this has been a huge thing for Hannah in this season of her life, holding on to these scriptures and particularly in this song as well. And when she shared it at one of the encounter nights a few months ago, it's just been on repeat for me as well. They are powerful lyrics, powerful scriptures about how to find real rest. And so God is inviting us to do this together with Him, to do life together with Him. And maybe for you, you're sitting there and you're thinking, I've never actually taken up this invite. I've never actually taken up this invite to say, God, I want to do this with you. Allowing God and you to work in partnership in your life. To walk with, to work with. And maybe today's the day that you choose, you know what, God, that I accept you as my saviour. And when it comes to this point of going, God, I want you in my life, it's three simple things. One, you just have to admit we're broken people. The fact that we are in need of God to be our saviour, that's the first step. Two is you just have to believe that he is who he calls himself to be. He is the saviour of the world. He died and rose again. The most powerful story that ever had existed to believe. And the last is I commit that my life will be about following you. To try my best to put kingdom rhythms in place so my life will be about God and other people. So that's you today. If you've never made this decision to have God as your saviour, you might be getting this inkling in, your, in your, your spirit today. I encourage you, step forward and maybe that's the decision you make today. And often uh, we have our mercy seat at the front, a place of prayer. And I invite you, if that was you today, maybe you want to come down and pray and somebody will come and pray with you. Or maybe it's a decision that you walk out the door today and you tell your friend or somebody else in the room that you want to make this choice today as well. Or for some of you, 
you might be in that place where you're burnt out. And maybe religion or something before where you've turned away from Jesus and what, what, it, what you've known before. You've had this experience of finding God as your Saviour, but for whatever reason, you've completely shifted and you're not coming to Him. You're not taking up the invite. But today, it might be the day that you go, God, you know what? I want to come back. I want to re-surrender to you. I want to commit my life to you and make these kingdom rhythms in my life to enable um, us to do this in partnership. I'm sorry. And here I am on my knees, standing up, sitting down, wherever you may be. I want to re-surrender to you today. Or maybe you, you've been on this journey for a long period of time. That you, long time ago or most recently, maybe it was at Equip, you um, chose to make Jesus your saviour. You were saved. You were trying your best to get these rhythms in your life, these kingdom rhythms, these unforced rhythms of grace. And God just wants to say, well done. Keep it up. Keep trying. You're doing your best. Keep coming back to Him. Keep walking with Him. Keep working with Him in order for your life to be truly the best because Jesus is there with you. And it says this, Jesus says, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. So keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So how do you respond to Jesus saying, come to me? How will you respond? How will you find real rest? How will you learn the unforced rhythms of grace? This week, what's one kingdom rhythm that you can implement into your life to find real rest? I pray today it might be a challenge and an encouragement. And again, the mercy seat is here. Time to kneel and pray and just come to, come to God. But also you can do that in your seat. There's no pressure as well. But I pray today that these scriptures and these verses have encouraged you. Really hope you were able to get something out of that church sermon from Joel from yesterday, our Sunday morning service. Uh, if you weren't able to make it or perhaps you, it's a bit of a refresher for you, you want to listen to it again, uh, you might have been a bit distracted or there was some things that you wanted to hear again, I really hope that was uh, beneficial to you. And a big thanks to all of you that continue to tune in to the Shire Salvos podcast. We'll be back for a brand new episode next Monday afternoon. But until then, uh, God bless. Look after yourself. We'll see you next week.